What is up, everybody? It is the LSD Experience. I'm D. Anthony. I'm Lucas. Yep, that's that boy Lucas. We're back with another episode. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. How's your week been? It's been pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited. Good. Did you learn anything new this week? Today I learned that they found vibranium in the Congo. What is vibranium? <laughs> <laughs> I forget you. That? you don't, I forget you don't like conflicts. So, okay, vibranium is from Wakanda. It's like this metal in, in Marvel and everything. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not really vibranium, but people are calling it vibranium, right? Okay. And it is like this weird electrically charged rock. There's this video that's been going around the internet recently, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. They've shown that like when you knock two of the rocks together, it's like sparks will come off, Whoa. and that they even like have like a video where they put like two wires on the end. There's a little light right here on either side of the rock, and it yeah. lights up the bowl. Wow. Where Where did you say what this was found? In the uh, Dem- Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, so in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which is why people keep on saying it's vibranium. Okay, so Wakanda from, like, the Black Panther. Yes, exactly, okay, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. And, like, it's crazy because, like, I was I did a little bit of research, you know, quickly yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was talking about how, like, just a small amount, mm-hmm. if this is real and everything, could, like, power a house for, like, two months straight. Wow. It's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's yeah. really interesting. So the DRC is known to export this mineral called Colton, which mm-hmm. can turn into tantalum once it's like been processed and everything. And tantalum can. There's a bunch of words. I'm not I, I know, I know, but it can hold an electrical charge. That can, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is that these rocks look like they're just taken straight out of the ground, right? And all I can think, right, when I see it, besides like Wakanda and Black Panther and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. All I can think about, I just see like I just hear fortunate sons playing in the background and like helicopter choppers and a, a eagle going, go, being like freedom <laughs> is on the way. It's like do not resist. You are being rescued right now. So that reminds me of this crazy urban legend you may have heard before. There's the legend of the girl with the guy in the back of her car. Okay, I know it sounds crazy. Just hear me out. Yeah. Okay, so there's this there's this urban legend that there's this girl driving home from work late at night. Uh, she's driving on like a two lane road in the middle of nowhere. No mm-hmm. street lights, no you know stops for her to hop out. Nothing. Yeah. So or she notices this car behind her that has been behind her since she left work, mm-hmm. and the car keeps like tailgating her, getting up super close to her. He's turning on his brights every like. You know, 15 seconds, he he even hits the back of her car. Like What? So she's terrified, right? Yeah. So she eventually drives to a police station. For a while, this car's following her, like, really creeping her out. She Mm. drives to a police station, gets out of her car, and just runs straight in, right? So she tells the cops, this guy has been following me. Like, I'm freaked out. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Please help me. So they go outside, ask this guy, why have you been following this girl? What's going on? You know, they're about to arrest him. And that's when he says, I was following this girl because there was a guy in the back of her car. And he had a knife. And every time I would hit her car or turn on my bright, it's because he was raising up to stab her. And whenever I did it, he would duck back down. Cops are like, yeah, okay, whatever. So then they go and check the car, the girl's car. And they find rope, tape, and a knife in her back seat. So this guy saved her life. He was going to stab her while she was driving? He was going to kill her. But I mean, like, if she's driving, bro, you're you're done too. I don't know, man. You that's know, that's I, what it was. But That's crazy. Yeah. So I did a little research on this urban legend, right? 
turns out that this is actually based on a case that happened in 1960. Really? Yeah. So this actually happened to a woman. There's not much info about who she was or where it happened. Right. It was like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. But it, it is based on a case and it was very similar. It was almost identical. So, yeah, it's crazy to think that that actually happened to someone. Bro, let me tell you about this crazy thing I just heard about. Okay. All right. Did you ever hear about that guy on TikTok, Andrew Dawson? No. He He's that guy that, like, do you remember that one video where it's, like, a mountain and there's that, like, giant up on top of the ridge and everything? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so I don't know. It looked heard. fake, no? I don't know, though. You know? Like, how do we know? You know, mm. we saw him literally like zoom in on it and it was like there a little bit and he zoomed in. It looked yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it it blew up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so he took this later that night. Right. He took this public road up this trail and everything. Right. Yeah. Public road and everything. He gets stopped at near the top and everything mm-hmm. by this guy being like roads closed. Turn back around. And go home. Mm. Weird. Right. Yeah, on a public kinda, road. Mm. And so he did that. Right. So he goes home. Yeah. He's at his house, and then he takes a video of this. There's footage of this. He, like, opens up his blinds a little bit. That same car is sitting outside of his house. Oh, no. And he goes out to, like, walk up to the car. It peels out. Gone. Right? hmm And then he went from posting daily, yeah. right, to nothing, silence, from for a month and a half. Then he posts this video. Weird as fuck, bro. He's legit just like staying there like this and everything. Yeah. Very awkward and he seems very nervous and he's talking about how uh he's not in danger, like he's not missing. Yeah. And how the videos were faked, everything was staged, it wasn't real. Okay. Seems shady. He's like looking in yeah, the corner like of the room. Camera? Yeah. And it seems mm. seems like he's been made to say this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And then ten days later he posts another video. Where he's like, I'm scared. Uh, everything I posted was real. I don't know if you guys are hearing much from me anymore after this. And then a month and a half later, yeah, his obituary shows up in his local newspaper. What? Yeah. Since we're on uh, some gloomy topics, let me tell you about the NFL player that became a serial killer. What? Yes. His name is Randall Woodfield. Okay. Randall Woodfield was drafted by the Green Bay Packers in 1974. He was kicked off of the team for exposing himself to a woman, several women, not one. Um, And, you know, his coaches and everything always said that he was so, like, disconnected from reality, right? He, you, they said if you looked in his eyes, it was like you were looking into emptiness. So, uh, Randall Woodfield is known as the I-5 Corridor murderer, okay? He is believed to be responsible for 44 deaths between 1980 and 1981. In a year? In one calendar year. He killed 44 people. That's almost one a week. Yeah. Uh, So what's even wilder is that he was only 25 years old. 25 years old and killed 44 people by the age of 25. He was caught because he... He did this thing, which which kind of tipped the cops to him. He used to put athletic tape. He would bound his victims with athletic tape at their wrists and at their ankles. And they there was a couple of survivors early on uh, with people he would just rob, and he wouldn't kill them. He would just, like, SA them. And then 
uh, he would leave before he started like murdering. And they always described that he would have athletic tape across the bridge of his nose for some reason. That was his disguise. It's like, like they wouldn't be able to identify him because of a piece of tape on his nose. Anyways, he ended up getting caught because this, this story is crazy. So he broke into this office building that was being cleaned by these two women by the name of uh, Beth Wilmot and Cherry Hall. He essayed them and then he bound them by their hands and their feet, laid them face down. And he shot them in the back of the head twice with a revolver. Well, Beth Wilmot somehow survived uh, both gunshot wounds. And when cops arrived, she was completely conscious. No, like, real injuries of any sort. I mean, obviously, besides, like, bleeding. But, you know, it was as if she had, like, cut her hand or something. She was completely alert. Shock uh, is one hell of a thing. Yeah, they wrapped her head up, took her down to the police station. They interviewed her. They took her down to the police station before the hospital? This is the 80s, bro. You got to think medicine wasn't what it is now. That's crazy. So they took her down to the police station. And they asked her, what did he look like? She gave a very detailed sketch of him, and they knew exactly who he was. They went to his house. Uh, they told him that they were investigating a murder and a, an attempted murder. They looked through his house, and and guess what they found in his house? The tape. Athletic tape. So there's this conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne unalived herself back in 2003 and was replaced by a doppelganger. Hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So the conspiracy theory is that the fame was getting to her. It was going to be a lot. She was dealing with her parents getting divorced at the time, Mm -hmm. and with everything, it just seemed to be too much so that she unalived herself. So there's this woman called Melissa Vandela, right? Mm-hmm. And people think that that's the one that Avril Lavigne switched places with, basically. Okay. And that at, Melissa Vandela was originally her body double that whenever things were getting mm. to be too tough for Avril, that, like, Melissa would go out, meet fans, do yeah. all this stuff, keep up appearances and everything. Yeah. But then once the situation happened, she took over full time her entire life. And it's crazy mm. because people think that later on in her discography that... My Happy Ending, uh, Girlfriend, and Never Growing Up were like tributes oh, to Avril and everything. Bro, that's wild. And it was her body double. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, there's little things like cheekbones or jawlines yeah. or freckles and tattoos that people are like, that doesn't mm-hmm. look the same. If you look at a picture of 2003 and then onward, it, there's a change yeah. that people can see. Yeah, It's kind of crazy. Mm. That's actually insane, bro. And it's wild, too, because Melissa Vandela has yeah. no presence online whatsoever. And who doesn't have a presence online? Our grandparents yeah. have a Facebook or something. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. She's like untraceable. Exactly. As if she never existed. She's not her anymore. This is Lucas from the LSD Experience. Thank you so much for stopping by. Make sure to follow all our other socials at the LSD Experience. And we'll see you next week.